Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Episode 7 of the Breakout Fantasy Hockey and Gambling Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be looking at our favorite DraftKings plays for the Monday Night Main Slate, and then we'll touch on everything from game lines to prop bets. We're going to cover it all. Now, as always, before we start, this is just a reminder that we are not professional gamblers and are just here to talk stats, trends, and the occasional gut feeling that we think could win us a few extra bucks. So please always gamble responsibly. All right, let's get into the show. Gambling? Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. You are now tuning in to the Breakout Fantasy Hockey and Gambling Podcast. Today is Monday, February 1st, and as always, I'm Stefan Leo, joined by David Crosby, Jake Carter, and Steele Roden. Guys, we have a smaller slate on this lovely Monday with five games on the DraftKings main slate, but there's still some great value across the board, and we're going to help you find it all. As always, we're going to be going position by position, giving you a high-priced option, a player in the middle tier, and our low-priced value plays. Starting with the center position, Jake, who are you looking at? Well, Steph, for me, I mean, there's there's a couple matchups tonight that really stand out as, you know, with heavy favorites and, and some smaller underdogs. So for me, uh, right off the bat, Braden Point, $7,000 uh, for my top-tier centerman of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, you know, Point's got seven points in uh, six games so far. He's always that offensive threat. He can always contribute. Um, and he's going up against Nashville. So I really like the matchup, as I said. And he's got points in five of their six games so far. Now, for my middle tier, I think there could be some really good value here. Nicholas Backstrom at $5,800 for the Capitals. He's on a five-game point streak where he's got nine points, three goals and six assists. And get this, he's averaging 15 fantasy points per game so far this season. Um, So, you know, I thought that was some really good value at that mid-tier price. And then my third tier, my bottom tier centerman, I'm hoping this doesn't bite me in the butt tonight. It did on Saturday night, but I'm going back to the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> Philip Deneau, $3,400 as my bottom-tier centerman. I just think at that price, he's on Montreal's top line. Um, you know, he was held pointless on Saturday against the Flames, where Markstrom uh, really played outstanding for Calgary. But, you know, I think that it's a good matchup for uh, the Canadiens' top line up against Vancouver's top line, and the Habs are at home, so they can do a bit of line matching and uh, try to get those matchups. So I've got to know at $3,400. I'm going to put my stamp on approval on your first two there, Jake. Uh, we, <laughs> we were obviously thinking alike. I love Tampa today. I feel like they should probably be the only big favorite. So look forward to some big performances from some Tampa Bay Lightning today. And one thing to mention is uh, Braden Point did have another multi-point effort uh, last game against the Preds, only his second of the season. So, you know, he's heating up at just the right time for everyone who wants to stick him in the lineup. You summed up Nicholas Backstrom so well. I've went back to him a few times on this podcast. Is there a quieter, more underrated, underrated killer in the league than Nicholas Backstrom? Like this guy just wakes up and every day he must just have the exact same routine because he's so consistent. You can pretty much guarantee he's going to be worth the $5,800 tonight. We did go a little bit differently, though. Don't worry, folks. I'm not just going to uh, repeat everything Jake said today as as well as he said it. <laughs> I went with uh, David Krejci at 4600 in my third center spot. 
he's been a little boomer bust this season. But I think against Washington, you can expect a whole lot of boom because these teams do not like each other. He just put up 18.3 fantasy points in Saturday's game against Washington, had six shots on goal and a power play assist. So I really like him tonight. Like you guys said, Brayden Point, top tier sentiment for me as well. $7,000. Again, they're going up against the Nashville Predators. And I said this last week. So my lineup for this week is relatively the same as last week's as well. And with Braden Point and the Tampa Bay Lightnings, like I said, they really needed to get going on the power play. And that's exactly what they did. As we saw, Steven Samkos got his 300th career power play goal uh, against the Predators in that 4-3 win. But Braden Point, uh, seven points. Like you said, he got two points in last week's uh, on uh, two days ago's win against the Nashville Predators. Seven points in six games. He's put up 21 shots. He's still averaging. He's averaging 19 minutes now. He still puts up a couple hits and blocks. So, like you said, he's heating up in the right moment. And going over to my mid-tier centerman, I'm sticking with the same guys that I had last week, and that's going back to Nick Suzuki at $5,300. So both Braden Point and Nick Suzuki have dropped down in their price value, which is why I'm going back to them. And in a game where the Montreal Canadiens are going up against the Vancouver Canucks again, it seems like that game is always a high-scoring game, and you can tell, you can always feel like those guys are going to put up a lot of points. Even if they're not getting goals or assists, they're going to put up a lot of shots, blocks, and hits in that game. It seems like there's a little bit of a rivalry going on there now. So I like Nick Suzuki at $5,300. He's still a, he's almost a point per game now. He has seven points in eight games played. So he is my mid-tier centerman. And then over to my low-tier centerman, which I find a lot of value in this guy, and that's Brandon Sutter playing of the Vancouver Canucks at $3,000. And like I said, they're playing the Montreal Canadiens tonight. He got his first career hat trick last week against the Ottawa Senators. He has four goals so far in the season. He, he hasn't put up a lot of points, but where he does put up points are in the stat padding category. 22 shots, six hits, five, block, five blocks. And this guy can be a threat on the penalty, penalty kill as well. He gets a lot of breakaways that we've seen, and he can rip it top shelf when he wants to. So I think Brandon Sutter is a great value price at $3,000. Guys, I'm going to kind of be that odd one out once again. And the real reason is, is because I love the value on this smaller five game slate. I really think that there's a lot of players that are giving you a great discount. And that lets you kind of spend up at the goalie position. A little tease for when we get there later. But I really do think there's only one goalie or whichever goalie plays for Tampa Bay is the one you should be circling. So you're going to have to pay a high price for that. But I really think there's a lot of ways to get to some good value down there. And one of the ways to do that, my top centerman is actually Elias Lindholm at just 5,400 bucks. I love Elias Lindholm's game. I think that tonight the Calgary versus Winnipeg game is going to be a shootout. It has potential to be a shootout. And Lindholm has points in six of seven games. He had a goal and an assist in the first game for his Winnipeg. And he's averaging 12.4 DraftKings points per game. So I think Lindholm at... 5400 bucks going up against the Jets, which I'm expecting to have a high-scoring game. I love that price for him, and his stacking options are pretty cheap. I'll get to that in a bit, too. My second choice, Nick Suzuki at 5300 bucks. Steel, like you said, Montreal and Vancouver, they had absolute shootouts of games the first three times they played. In those three games, Suzuki had 10 fantasy points, 10.8 DraftKings points, and then 13.8 DraftKings points. 
He had two assists and a goal in those three games, eight shots on net, and his price went up to $5,700 after those three Vancouver games. So now he's back to $5,400, $5,300, excuse me, and I think you could get some great value there. And my final pick, now I did like the mid-tier, so my value pick might not be as cheap as they usually are, but I like Anthony Sorelli at $4,800. Sorelli's on the second power play in Tampa. He's getting around 18 minutes of time on ice, and he's averaging 9.9 fantasy points per game. I think Sorelli's one of those guys that can give you some time on the penalty kill as well you can get a couple of block shots he's not afraid to throw his body around so at a cheap price excuse me at 4800 bucks i do like sorelli to take advantage of that tampa bay nashville game because i do think tampa bay has a relatively easy time walking over the preds over to the wingers now, and I'm going to go to my first stacking option with Nick Suzuki, and that's Tyler Toffoli. If you want to talk about guys that absolutely lit the lamp against their former team, Tyler Toffoli had three games played versus Vancouver this year, five goals and two assists. He had 31.2 fantasy points per game against the Vancouver Canucks in their three games so far this season. So I know it could be a little bit of a one-off, but I'm going back to that well. How can you write off a guy that had seven points in three games against his former team at just 5900 bucks? And then my second choice again Johnny Goudreau at $5,600 my stacking partners are right there both of them are going to be in the $5,000 range Johnny Goudreau with obviously Elias Lindholm and then Tyler Toffoli with the Nick Suzuki Goudreau has nine points in seven games he's averaging 12.6 fantasy points per game and he has at least one point in every single one of the Calgary Flames games this year so Goudreau at just 5600 bucks significantly cheaper than Matthew Kachuk I really don't understand it but I love that play for Goudreau and then finally I have Tom Wilson at 44 hundred dollars and my my reasoning is very simple with this guys Tom Wilson is a huge pest and the Boston Bruins as a team are huge pests Tom Wilson had nine hits versus Boston in their game on Saturday He's had 10 hits in a single game earlier this year as well. If you're going to give me a guy that's going to play time with Alexander Ovechkin on the first line and he gets some power play time as well sprinkled in and he's going to rack up nine to ten potential hits. Yeah, I'll take Tom Wilson at forty four hundred dollars. Stefan, those are some great picks at the winger position. But like I said, I am sticking relatively similar to what I had last week. And my top tier winger is Steven Stamkos at $7,900. He dropped back down from $8,100, which he was at la- uh, last week We did that when we did this. And like we already said, those guys on the Tampa Bay Lightnings are starting to heat up right now. He has seven points in six games. Like I said, he got his 300, 300th career power play goal. He has 19 shots on net. And like I said, these guys need to get going on the power play. Their top guys did it. Victor Hedman, Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, uh, and Anthony Sorelli. So those guys are finally getting to go, or getting uh, in the right area right now. And I think that uh, if you pick those Tampa Bay Lightning players that are going against a Predators team that, like I said, is kind of in the decline right now, even though their, their core might be still there, it just seems like they can't figure out their chemistry. So I think the Lightning and Steven Stamkos at $7,900 is a great steal right there. And then over to my mid-tier winger is Jonathan Drouin, $4,200. I thought I'd stack him up with Nick Suzuki. I would have gone to Josh Anderson, but it seems like he is game time to sit, game time decision. It seems like he's having some flu-like symptoms, so I'm not sure if he'll be in the lineup. So that's why I went over to Jonathan Drouin at $4,200. And he's a point-per-game player for the Montreal Canadiens as well. He has one goal, seven assists in eight games. He has the thing that I don't like about him right now, and I think Crosby will like this coach coming here to get his players in the right headset, he only has six shots on net. I really believe that these guys need to put the pucks on net, go hard to net, and fight for those rebounds and get in the dirty area, and finally get get your confidence back with you know your goal-scoring ability. We all know that Jonathan Drouin is a very skilled and talented player, but I think if he can put some more pucks on net, 
He'll, he'll uh, do a lot better in the goal, goal area as well. And then over to my low tier winger, I'm going with Tanner Pearson, $3,400 of the Vancouver Canucks. Like, like we already talked about that rivalry right now, it seems like between the Vancouver Canucks and Montreal Canadiens is going to be a good game tonight. He has six points in 11 games played. So it's not that I'm looking at his point production as value right now, but I'm looking at the other areas of what he, what he does around the ice, 21 shots, 11 hits, five blocks. This guy is a dual threat. I think that, you know, in a game like we already just talked about against the Montreal Canadiens, I think pairing him up with Brandon Sutter can be really good. Steele, I really like those picks. and I think I kind of went a similar direction, but a little bit different. Uh, similar teams, though, with mine. And, and uh, to start off, my wingers, the exact same. Steven Stamkos, 7900 bucks. I just think, you know, you mentioned it. he scored his 300th career power play goal. Um, and, and Tampa has just been so good so far this year. So, um, you know, you mentioned his point production. He's an elite player at the end of the day. So I think that Tampa's top line is going to have a lot of success against this Predators team. Uh, so that's why I went with Stamkos and uh, decided to stack Tampa Bay's top line uh, for tonight. Um, down the middle for my, or excuse me, on the wing for my second tier, uh, Brendan Gallagher, $5,700. I uh, T- Tampa wasn't my only stack. I also went with the Canadians' top line, so Deneau, Gallagher, and Tatar. But uh, my mid-tier winger is Gallagher. Uh, he's able to do a bit of everything. You know, he's a pesky player on that top line. He's averaging 11.5 fantasy points per game. Uh, he's got five points, nine hits this year. So, um, you know, he's also averaging a shot on goal per game, So, which isn't much, but, you know, some games more than others, obviously. But I, I just like Montreal's top line, and we've mentioned it time and time again so far in this episode that, you know, what what these two teams could be um, in this matchup. A lot of offense, we've seen it before. Um, so I really like Montreal's top line. And then my third-tier winger, I think this might be one of the best picks for value um, across the whole board, and that's Kasperi Kapanen at $3,100 for the Penguins. You know, he's playing on their second line. He's playing with Evgeny Malkin, um, and it looked like, you know, he's really started to turn his game around the past few games. He's averaging 17 minutes of ice time in his past three games, and he did have a goal and an assist in that 5-4 overtime win against uh, the Rangers on Saturday. So I think Kapanen could be a sneaky pick at a cheap price. Uh, He could put up some points with uh, Malkin on that second line. These boys did their homework, listeners. They were hitting the books because, Jake, I totally agree. Kasperi Kapanen, great player. I've got him in a couple of my DFS lineups here tonight. And if the Iceman Evgeny Malkin can get off the schneid and put some points up, this guy could absolutely (laughs) explode. So, yeah, 3,100, great value. And let's circle back to something that Steele said, talking about uh, throwing pucks on net from the coach. That's one of the great things about fantasy. You can't always predict points, but you can often predict things like shots and hits and blocks because they're so much more consistent where guys might fluctuate so much more with their shots. For example, I had Alexander Barkov the over shots last night. He went without a shot for the first time in a year. I mean, how like that just doesn't happen, right? I'm going to play him with confidence next time. And this guy, my number one winger today, he is not afraid to put the puck on the net. And that's Brad Marchand, 7,700 bucks. He's got 11 points in eight games. The only time he's been scoreless this entire season was a one nothing loss to the plucky Islanders. And you talk about outliers, just, just right off Islanders games altogether. Like David Krejci, Brad Marchand fired six shots on goal in their last game against Washington. He is going to make Steele happy and put the puck on net tonight. You can guarantee that. Uh, Stefan? 
Tom Wilson, great call, man. I have a feeling this game could get really rough and really chippy in addition to some high scoring, which is why I am rolling with everybody's favorite tough guy, Tom Wilson, who has a point in six straight. And you know what's a great addition on the other side? A nice big guy with some big heavy hands who might just get into it with Wilson. It's Nick Ritchie at $3,500. And maybe he'll get into a tussle. He's settled into his role in Boston. Really small name. I think fantasy players were really excited when he kind of came onto the scene in Anaheim because he was racking up hits all the time. He's getting tons of power play time right now he's almost like a Wayne Simmons in his prime type of net front presence right now for Boston they don't have a ton of of wing depth so you could pretty much guarantee he's going to be on that power play a lot he's got six power play points already this year Nick Ritchie man that that's crazy to me so a guy that's always good for some peripheral stats I think he could have a really good game in this one against Washington now over to the defense I don't normally like to spend a ton of money on my defenseman, but I made an exception for Victor Hedman. Now, I think Tampa, I've said it, they're the only team with the clear advantage today. Hedman is eighth in average fantasy points per game among today's players. He's the only defenseman in the top 15. If you're still on the fence, he had a goal and an assist with 26.6 fantasy points in Saturday's win against Nashville. If you don't have this guy in your lineup, it'd be like not playing either of the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl last night. You're going to have no chance. So make sure this guy is on your blue line. In second, $4,900. I'm surprised at this price. Charlie McAvoy. With Matt Grizzlick out, McAvoy has taken on way more responsibility on the Bruins' back end. He had a pair of points and 19.3 fantasy points against the Capitals this past weekend. I'm definitely making sure he's going to be in my lineup as well. And the reason he is getting so much more opportunity, that beats Dano Chara over in Washington. He's at $2,900, and I'm going to circle back to this in my best bets. But Chara should be in your DFS lineup every single time the Capitals face the Bruins this season. Both both sides said all the right things when Chara left town, but he is playing like he's got something to prove. In his first game against Boston, sure, Chara was held pointless, but he blocked six shots. This is a 40-year-old man who is blocking six shots. He's averaging 17 fantasy points per game in his last two, and I'm definitely starting him against the Capitals tonight. Wow, Crosby, I really like those uh, picks. Sorry, Jake, but Cros, that's a little bit of a Freudian slip for you. He's playing Boston. He's on the Capitals now, so you're definitely starting Chara against the Bruins tonight. It's weird to have to say it, I know, but uh, there, there it is, just so you know how hard it is to rationalize him not being on the Bruins anymore. There you go, folks. There you have it. I don't even know which team he's on, but I'm playing <laughs> him no matter what. <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't even notice that. That's That's how weird it is, right? Oh, man, that's still taking some time to get used to. I see Inchara on a different team. It just looks weird. But, uh, no, Crosby, like I was saying, I really like those picks. Um, And, uh, you know, maybe uh, I've committed a cardinal sin not having Victor Hedman in my lineup. But I I went a little bit different. Um, And and for my defenseman, um, you know, I figured someone would take Hedman. So um, I wanted to go with a a couple of different options. But my uh, first-tier defenseman, a little bit cheaper for that top tier, you know, he's, he's more of a mid-tier guy maybe, but Shea Weber, 
5600 bucks. I'm continuing with the trend of the Montreal Canadiens. My my inner, uh, the Leafs fan in me doesn't know what, what's going on right now because I've picked uh, Habs stacks for the past two DFS slates. But um, I like Weber for tonight's matchup. You know, I'm continuing with that theme. He does just have five points on the year, but it's those peripheral stats like Crosby said about some of the other players. You know, he can throw pucks on net. He's, he likes to be really physical and use his body. I, I think that, you know, he's a bit cheaper than Jeff Petrie on the Habs, and I think that Weber can contribute um, on any given night. So that's why I went with him on the top tier. And then my second tier, um, on the other side of that game, Alex Edler on the Canucks blue line, 4200 bucks. I think there could be a bit of good value here. You know, he does just have three points on the year. But he loves racking up some of those other stats, you know, the block shots and the, the shots on goal. He's got 16 blocks and 18 shots on net in just 10 games. So I think for a defenseman, um, you know, that's pretty good. I don't know, Crosby, if that's some that it's not quite like Adam Larson type of blocks uh, <laughs> like like we've seen from him so far in Edmonton. But uh, I think it's decent uh, for Edler on the back end. And then my third uh, bottom tier defenseman, Keandre Miller on uh, the New York Rangers and you know we haven't talked about it uh, in this episode but of course a bit of controversy on the Rangers blue line right now but I went with Miller uh, $2,500 he's uh, you know he's a cheap option I think if you need it four points in eight games so far for them but he had a big game on Saturday two assists two hits two blocks one shot on net and that 5-4 overtime loss to the Pens so um you know, I just thought at that price, he could give you some good value if you're a little strapped for cash uh, by the time you're uh, at your defenseman. Crosby, it, hey, it pains me to say this, but unfortunately, I couldn't put Victor Hedman in my lineup. I couldn't stack him with the top guy, Stamkos, in point. I had to save my money for the goalie position. I had to stick to my guns, and I have to stick with my boy, Jake Carter, Shea Weber, at $5,600. Unfortunately, like both Jake and I did, we had him in our lineup last week. He didn't put up a, a point in that game, but I'm sticking with the Montreal Canadiens in this game against the Vancouver Canucks. Like Jake said, five points, all five points on the power play. And it's those peripheral stats that he can put up. He's a physical guy. So I'm going back to Shea Weber. And then looky here, coaches' favorite players, guys like this who might not put up a ton of the points, but they do all the right things. And I'm going with Ryan Ellis, $5,100. He's got two points in eight games, but he's doing all the right things. 22 shots on net. 21 blocks, four hits. He's a key part of their defensive core in Nashville. Ryan Ellis at $5,100 could be a great steal in tonight's game. And then again, another player who does all the right things but might not getting the uh, production that he's looking for, and that's Nate Schmidt of the Vancouver Canucks at $3,000 as well. Three points in 11 games. He has 21 shots as well, 20 blocks, five hits. So Ryan Ellis and him are about the same point production as well as the same uh, stat padding area. But Nate Schmidt is $2,100 less money than Ryan Ellis. So I think I thought that's a great value pick for Nate Schmidt. And I'm going with those two guys in my lineup. Guys, I absolutely hate spending money on the defensive position like Crosby had <laughs> mentioned. So I'm not going up to Victor Hedman as much as it pains me. But I do have a Tampa Bay Lightning defenseman that I think is a great value play as my mid-tier pick. But guys, for my highest, the most I want to spend is Roman Yossi at 5700 bucks. And the only note that I have written down here is I think he's going to be very busy tonight versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. And if Nashville has any chance of kind of sticking in this game, I do think it's going to be on the back of their top defenseman in Roman Yossi. The last time he played Tampa Bay, he did have an assist. Uh, he had one shot on goal, two hits, a block shot. He had 
23 and a half minutes played and finished with 7.8 fantasy points for Nashville. Even when they lost seven, nothing to Dallas, he was able to put up 14.6 fantasy points. So even if this does end up being a blowout for the Tampa Bay lightning, I do think Roman Yossi can provide some value at 56, 57, excuse me, hundred bucks. But my two plays for tonight, the guys that I'm locking in are Mikhail Sergachev at 3,700 bucks and Jacob Chuba at 3,400 bucks. Now Sergachev had 17.1 DraftKings points first Nashville on Saturday. End of statement, period. That's it. At 3700 bucks. if you're going to put up 17 points the last time these two teams played, that's good enough for me. You've earned a spot in my lineup, Mikhail Sergachev. And if Tampa Bay starts to run away with this one, maybe a guy like Hedman gets a little bit less minutes. Maybe they give him a bit of a break on the bench, and that's when... Sergachev can really go out there and prove his worth. But guys, Jake, you mentioned Keandre Miller with the mess that's happening in New York right now. They've actually gone to two defensemen on that first power play. And Jacob Truba has taken over that second defenseman spot on the first power play unit. He played 24 minutes in their last game for the Rangers. He played 20 minutes the game before that. And in those two games, he had 12.1 DraftKings points and then 9.9. So Truba is a guy that's getting a little bit more, uh, some more minutes in New York. And he's really flourishing with that so far. I I think at 3400 bucks to have a guy who's on the first power play and logging some big minutes in New York with everything that they have going on right now, I do think that that's a great pick right there. Jacob Trubo, once again, 3400 bucks. So I'm locking in the two cheap defensemen so that I could pay up for this ridiculous goalie position <laughs> that we have to deal with on this five-player slate. Steel, without further ado, let's wrap up this DFS talk. Which goalies are you starting tonight in DFS? And yes, there is only one right answer. Yeah, like I said, I couldn't I couldn't pick Victor Hedman because I was saving my money for the goalie position. And my top-tier goalie, the only guy you should go with tonight, and that's Andre Vasilevsky at $8,400. He's 4-1-1 one, one in the six games played that the Tampa Bay has played so far this year. Save, save percentage of 925 and goals against average of 215. So I think Andre Vasilevsky is by far the right, the right and only choice that you need to go with tonight. But of course, you need to have a backup just in case. And my backup goalie is Igor Shosturkin at $7,400. Now, the stats might not show his potential, but I think this guy is really big. And I was very keen on him being a star for the New York Rangers for this season as well as the future seasons. And the one thing that I'm, I just want to mention right here, you could go with either Shosturkin or Gorgiev against the Pittsburgh Penguins because I'm not a really big fan of how the Penguins are playing this season. I have no faith in Tristan Jari or Casey DeSmith. They've played awful this year as well. But... I really think the New York Rangers have to pick one goalie and stick with him for a minimum of five games. I think they need to get one of these goalies going and get them in the right headset and mindset. You can't keep switching back and forth from these boys. They're not going to get in a groove that way. And we saw that in the first couple of games where Shesterkin got pulled and then Gorgiev got pulled the next game. And then Shesterkin got pulled the next game. They need to get one of these goalies going and keep him in for the time being and see how he can finally see if he can get his mojo back, get into a groove and help this team out, which we've already talked about seems a little bit frustrated right now. Yeah. I mean, great, great points there, Steele. And I won't go too deep in Andre Vasilevsky. If you don't have him in your lineup, it better be because you can't afford him and you've absolutely <laughs> stacked the rest of your positions because this guy is as close to a no brainer as you can get. And to be honest with you, I was going to put Curtis McElhaney as my number two option, <laughs> just in case the lightning got absolutely wild and decided to play him instead. But you know what? If you don't like Mac as much and you want to pivot to somebody else, I think Connor Hallibuck is a really good option. And here's why he got the win in their first meeting against the flames. Calgary has the 18th rank 
offense, and they've scored two or less goals in three of their last four games. I think when we all think about the Calgary Flames and some of the offensive talent that that they have, we'd like to imagine that they're a high-scoring team. But at the end of the day, they're just not, okay? We we alluded to their win over the Canadians, a 2 nothing win, and I think that's the way they're going to have to win games for the rest of the season. They have a 3 nothing win, a 2 nothing win earlier in the season, and then they have a ton of losses where they've allowed three or more goals. So I feel like the Calgary Flames are going to play really tight defensive hockey, and whether they win or lose the game, I don't expect there to be a lot of goals. Yeah, Crosby, you know, I think that those are some great options. And for me, um, I might be the only one here that doesn't have Andre Vasilevsky on my list. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not a good option, because of course it is. You can never go wrong with Andre Vasilevsky. But um, I might have to go back, tweak my lineup a little bit, um, edit it before game time, uh, maybe move some costs around uh, to get Vasi in there. But for me, um, you know, I think that my top tier guy, I went with Carey Price, 8200 bucks. Uh, you know, he's played well all, all season long for Montreal, and uh, he's won all in one against Vancouver this year. So I think that, you know, I mentioned earlier, Montreal is also at home tonight, so they'll be able to, you know, control those line matchups and, and really try to shut down um, those top two lines on the Canucks. And then for my second tier goalie, Crosby, you just mentioned about the Flames, but I'm going to go with Jacob Markstrom, 7800 bucks. I just think he's coming off a really good performance on Saturday, obviously that 2 nothing shutout win. Um, and I think that, you know, the, with the way he's playing up against Winnipeg, I think that the game could go, you know, it's kind of up in the air with, with you know, the way it could go. But um, I just like the way that Markstrom's played, and he's really held uh, their 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 team together in games. And, um, you know, I decided uh, as of right now uh, to start Jacob Markstrom, 7800 bucks. Yeah, Jake, way to be contrary in there. The only guy that's not starting one of the Tampa Bay goalies. But David, you kind of joked about it saying that you would have Vasilevsky 1 and McElhinney 2. That is what I wrote down because I do think that the Tampa Bay goalies are the only way to go about it. I did have here that Connor Hellebuck at 7900 bucks could be a decent play. But the only reason why I really think that is because Hellebuck is one of those goalies that could steal a game. But if you have been listening to this episode, I like Lindholm, I like Goudreau. So I don't think Hellebuck is the guy for tonight. That wraps up our DFS talk for this episode, though. It's time to get into everyone's favorite segment, the breakout bets. David, you've been diving deep into the props the last couple of nights. So are you sticking with prop bets or do you have a game line that's jumping out for you tonight? You know, I was going to go on the Tampa Bay money line tonight, but for me, there just wasn't enough profit to be made there. I think just the amount of favorites that they are on the money line, I'm not exactly comfortable taking any puck line right now in the NHL with how close these games have been most nights. So I'm going to pivot back to my guy, Big Z's Daniel Chara. And I will say this time, yes, he is a Washington Capitol. I've double-checked and triple-checked the notes. So, (laughs) folks, no, he is no longer in Boston. And like I mentioned, he had six blocks in Saturday's game against the Bruins. That's the third time in the last four games he's had two or more blocks. Well, tonight, over one and a half blocks for Chara is minus 130. All he needs to do is get one third of the blocks he had last game against the Bruins, and you're in the money. So big Z, big money, play that tonight. Yeah, for me, I'm going with that Washington and Boston Bruins game as well, and I've got the Washington Capitals on the money line at plus 125. I was thinking about, you know, it's a little bit far, it's a far stretch, but even possibly doing an alternative puck line with the Washington Capitals 
at minus one and a half, which is plus 340. I think with Alexander Ovechkin, Nicholas Backstrom, and Tom Wilson on that top line, I, I, like we saw last game, he had two goals when he came back. And it seems like Vitek Vanacek seems to put out, you know, he allows two or three goals a game, but he stops like 45 pucks. So I'm saying, I'm not saying you should do it. I think it, it's a possibility, but I think the Washington Capitals money line at plus 125 is the best way to go. And then for my player prop, I've got Elias Pettersson at over two and a half shots, which is plus 120. And we saw at the beginning of the season that he didn't really have much confidence. He was losing the puck off his, off his stick. Uh, he, was, he was getting flustered. He was getting frustrated with his stick handling ability. You, he didn't really know where to go with it, but we've seen in the last couple of games, he's finally getting that groove back. He's getting his confidence back. He's put, a, he's put up a lot of shots in the last game. Uh, I think he's averaging three shots a game in the last three games. So I think at over two and a half shots at plus 120 is a good bet for Elias Pettersson. Steele, I really like those picks. I think that could be interesting too. What you mentioned with the Capitals and that alternative puck line. I think that that could be, I mean, I think with Washington, it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, you never know when they could break out offensively. They definitely have the tools. So I really like those. For me, I'm going to go a little bit different, maybe a little bit riskier, but uh, it's a pick between Pittsburgh and the Rangers. Um, I went with Pittsburgh on the money line, minus 110. Um, you know, Steele, you mentioned it, that, that you haven't liked really what you've seen from Pittsburgh this year. Um, you know, I think for the most part, they have, you know, obviously they have struggled, um, you know, basically everywhere, but with injuries too. Uh, Chris Letang may or may not be playing. Uh, we, you know, he's out day to day right now. So I think that's one of the main things that kind of uh, factors into this one if if you decide to do it or not. Um, but, you know, Pittsburgh has won their last three meetings against the Rangers, their latest one, of course, Saturday, that 5-4 overtime win. So I think with Pittsburgh, I just think that, you know, they've got Crosby and Malkin and Brian Rust has been playing uh, pretty good as well up there uh, on their top lines. So um, I think, you know, I have Pittsburgh on the money line. But uh, just keep an eye on Chris Letang if he's in the lineup or not tonight. Steele, there's a second there that I got a little bit nervous that you were just copying <laughs> my picks or reading my mind or a little bit of both. I don't know which one it was because I absolutely love the Washington money line at plus 125 tonight. I think that the Washington Capitals are a lot better than maybe Vegas is giving them credit for as the COVID bug is finally starting to kind of leave the team. And here's a little stat for you. I was diving into the numbers, you know, really trying to get my uh, – Fact straight since I haven't been off to the hottest start this year in the bets. And uh, E is hockey has this for you. Since 2017, Washington is 10 and 2 versus the Boston Bruins. So you know what? We're making it 11 and 2 tonight. The Washington Capitals plus 125 money line. I love it. And then Steele, this is where things got really weird. I like an Elias for uh, my prop bet as well, but I'm going with Elias Lindholm. I've talked about him all episode, but he's also has a two and a half shot over total for his shots on goal. And I'm taking the over as well at plus 130. Lindholm has over two and a half shots in four of his seven games so far. If you parlay the Washington money line with Elias Lindholm over two and a half shots, you're at plus 417, which is some great value and if you really like listening to me even though i don't know why you would the washington and calgary or excuse me the winnipeg and calgary game over six at plus 100 i think there's some value there i do think it could be a high scoring affair and why not get some positive value for a game that should be a shootout that's all we have for you though on this episode of the breakout fantasy hockey and gambling podcast if you haven't yet go and follow us at breakout hky underscore pod on instagram and twitter we post all our picks there And make sure you're subscribing to the podcast so you don't miss an episode.